Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the following on podcast. I'm John Norman, bringing you a special one-off show today. A chance to listen back to a, a brilliant interview that took place at uh, the news building where Talksport broadcast from in London Bridge. Azim Rafiq, uh, fresh from his appearance in front of the DCMS, chatting with uh, the legendary duo Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talksport. Story of the day. Paul Hawks, Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. In different circumstances, we could be chatting to our next guests uh, about uh, T20 World Cup he'd just been involved in and, and an Ashes mm. to look forward to. But as he said yesterday uh, in his uh, evidence to the DCMS committee that uh, racism has effectively ruined his career. Uh, Azim Rafiq is with us. Azim, good afternoon. Good afternoon, guys. So it's been just over mm. 24 hours since you, you you kind of were free to leave after your giving your evidence to the DCMS. I mean, what sort of 24 hours has it been? Have people been reaching out to you? Has it generally been positive, the reaction to what you said? Yeah, look, uh, leaving there, I felt incredibly relieved. Um, a burden that I'd been carrying on my own for a long time. Uh, and it was, I think it was time that I shared that burden a little bit and... Uh, like shouting from the rooftops for the last 18 months and no one listening I felt like yesterday was a step towards people starting to listen um, I've not really followed too much of um, what the reaction has been but I think generally what surprised me is how surprised people are mm. um, if you ask any person of colour they'll tell you they're not surprised at all uh, this has been happening for a very long time especially at Yorkshire County Cricket Club it, when we looked into it in detail there is so much in the public domain Imran Khan talking about it in 1999 MP Terry Rooney in 2004 but it's always been met with def- uh, defensive mentality and uh, closing of the ranks and people have not been able to push it through but um, yeah I was very determined to make sure that my voice was heard Was it cathartic to finally have your say it must have been 
Yeah, look, it it was important. Um, there's a lot off my chest, uh, a lot of my chest that I need to get off, um, and it was important for me to set a few records straight as well. Um, the throughout the whole process, the club has tried to uh, discredit me, attack me personally, brief about me. Um, but look, I wasn't perfect, but nothing excuses racism, and arguably some of the behaviours that I spoke about yesterday. Um, are unacceptable. As someone who experienced a bit of this in my earlier work life, I, I understand why it took you so long to, to bring this up because it, when you're a young player, it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, look, a couple of things. Young player wanted to play cricket to the highest level he can. Um, you know if you say anything, if you rock the boat as such, uh, you're going to be uh, perceived as a troublemaker. But actually, genuinely, I didn't even realise what was happening to me. I knew there was something not right. I started taking medication for uh, my mental health um, around the back, back end of my first spell, but I could not put a finger on what was going on. But it became very evident um, in 2017, 18, uh, around the pregnancy and the loss of my son that uh, I'd been looking the other way and this constant little digs, constant little stuff had cut me open and uh, I was struggling. Mm. Some, of the, some of the names you mentioned in, in your witness statement and yesterday, um, one or two people have been reacting to that. Um, Tim Bresnan has apologised for uh, bullying, uh, saying there was no racist aspect to that. Um, we've also had uh, David Lloyd apologising. You mentioned him yesterday. I mean, when Matthew Hoggard reached out to you and apologised, you said you accepted his apology. How, how do you view the other apologies and the other um, sort of statements that have been issued since. Yeah, look, Hoggy reached out when it when there wasn't a threat of it being in the public domain, uh, and I admire him for that, and I accept his apology deep, and I thank him for that because the next morning uh, after I spoke out, it made a real difference that someone did. Um, obviously, David reached out yesterday, and again, I made it very clear to him what he said was unacceptable. Um, for someone who doesn't even know me, for him to say those things meant that it must have come from somewhere else. And he told me that he'd been briefed from someone uh, close to the club. So I accepted his apology. And uh, look, from the offset, all I've said is I want an apology, an acceptance, and a couple of people to answer why. Why did they feel that it was right? Why did Martin Moxon feel that my first day back after the loss of my son, that Ripping, literally getting him, me in a room and ripping the shirt off me was the right thing to do. Mm. Not good. The, the the expression, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. You described Joe Root as a good man, so should he have called this out? Well, yeah, like I said, look, Root is a good man. Uh, he never engaged in it, but um, to suggest that he, uh, he wasn't present um, would be wrong. Uh, and it just shows how bad that environment and that culture and that institution was, that it was such a norm that um, no one thought to go, hold on a minute, this has got to stop. Um, and it just shows how far we've got to go when good men are looking the other way. After you gave your evidence, uh, Roger Outen, the former Yorkshire chairman, and Tom Harrison from the ECB, the chief executive, gave theirs. You've not had a chance to react to that. I mean, especially Tom Harrison's appearance, uh, if you look at any of the newspapers today, I mean, Oliver Brown, for example, chief sports writer, Harrison's corporate cliches prove he is unfit for purpose. I don't think it probably was his finest hour. How did you view it? Um, just that, corporate... Um, I just feel like these guys have lost the human touch. I don't think they re they get it. 
and that's a real worry. Um, I've heard a lot of stuff since last year about how serious they are and how serious everyone is. Through my experience in the last 18 months, I don't think anyone cares. And I think it's only now that the sponsors started leaving and the politicians started becoming interested mm-hmm. that they've had, they've been left with no option but to uh, intervene. Um, so I think just that, I think too much of the corporate rubbish uh, PR initiatives and trying to tell everyone how much they care, but the actions don't match that. They want to say they want to work with you to, to, to make things change. They've talked about whistleblowers hotlines. I mean, are you happy to engage with them? Do you want to be part of that process? Look, I think uh, the whistleblower hotline seems like a good step in the right direction. Um, what it does is it listens to a lot of people who have suffered abuse, uh, hears them and then supports them, which I think has got to be the first thing. There's, there seems to be this massive rush to move forward. Got to deal with uh, the present and the past before we start to move forward and actually realise how big this problem is. I've heard over a thousand people have mm. come forward to the commission. So... Um, and then, look, in terms of myself, a lot of people are really fearful of speaking out. Um, clearly, I'm not, and I think I can make a big difference uh, by challenging them and pushing them in the right direction. Um, whether I become involved formally or not, they would have to take me as I am, which, if things are wrong, I would call it out. Yeah. One of the tragedies of this is that you, you've had to give up cricket completely. It's so sad. You're 30. Your figure, I was looking at your figures. Your T20 bowling figures are great. I mean, do you think you'll ever be in a position to go and play franchise cricket? Have you been so burnt by this that you, you wouldn't go and... I mean, there are leagues all over the world. I mean, a guy as good as you presumably would be in demand. Look, oh, thanks. I didn't really want to... I've tried to avoid talking about my cricket, um, but I think my T20 and my one-day stats speak for themselves. Um I don't really know. Uh, you never say never, but I just feel like I'm so broken and I need to heal. Mm. Uh, and I think my family needs me, um, and I th- that's the most important thing to me right now. But look, as you say, I'm only 30 and never say never. Yeah. Have you had a chance to look at any social media? I, I don't think I would, actually. But, I mean, have, yeah. you, have you done that in the past 24 hours? Uh, bits and bobs, um, uh, but it's just... I mean, majority has been so positive, it's been overwhelming. Um, yeah, bits and bobs, but I think once I get in the car on the way home, um, I sort of might start to dawn on me actually how big this has got. And does that make you feel uh, that this is, a, this is a kind of catalyst for change? If you look at the reaction that you've had, maybe from other people in the game, that we've already seen two or three other players willing to speak up, saying you've been an inspiration from that point of view. Does it fill you with a bit more optimism? Um, I think we've got hope there um, and I think it's important that um, it's not just an outrage for a couple of weeks and mm. then everyone goes back to the normal self um, and I feel a sense of responsibility there to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, whether it ends up getting the change that we all want, um, I think that's something we'll have to judge in a few years' time because it's got to be organic change. Uh, tokenism is not going to solve this problem, actually. I think it's been putting us back for a long time. Yeah. Uh, if I see a, a PR thing from the ECB or Yorkshire or the PCS have employed someone of colour um, in the next week or so, uh, that'll be the same as what they've been doing for a very long time to tell everyone how great things are. And I think the mirror has been shown yesterday. Yeah. One what? of the shocking things, sorry Paul, that mm. I, I found was this revelation about the word Kevin. I'd never heard this expression. I'd never heard anything like this. That, that's pretty horrible, isn't it? Yeah, look, I 
it was just used um, by Gary as um, derogatory term for uh, every person of colour. Um, I don't know the background meaning to it either, but it was done all the time, and and yeah, it was just horrible. Um, what did your family make of the appearance uh, yesterday? As in, with your folks and your your dad, what did what did they make of your appearance yesterday? Because I mean, it must be incredibly tough for you. It was nearly two hours in a pressurized situation, as you said, uh, something you've wanted to get off your chest for a long time. Yeah, look, I didn't actually feel pressurised in there. Um, I, I didn't take any notes or anything because I could literally relive that moment and how it made me feel uh, because it's still so raw. Um, yeah, I spoke to my dad and my wife last night. They were just incredibly proud um, that um, what I did yesterday is hopefully going to change um, sport, cricket and hopefully society and put it back in the right direction. Yeah. And do you, do you hope that this is... I mean, you, you talked yesterday about the drop-off uh, from recreational cricket with South Asians to the professional ranks. I mean, across the board, but certainly with Yorkshire. Yeah, quite percentages shocking. were staggering. So, I mean, do you hope now that you've given some hope to those kids? I know some have reached out to you and you've heard some fairly horrific stories of things that are still going on, but would you like to think they'll look at things differently after yesterday and, and it can make a, a change? I think what it'll do yesterday on both sides, um, one, it'll show the perpetrators that this is not acceptable and it's gonna there's gonna be accountability and that's where the leaders have got to make sure that these people are held accountable. Um and I think on um the victim side it's gonna show right if I speak out I'm my voice is gonna be heard. There's someone there I can contact who will stand with me and I will do that because I know how on my own I was left through this whole process. Mm-hmm. Um I've been incredibly lucky to have um a few people that have helped me throughout it but on a on a whole, um, I was left on my own from every angle. Yeah, I understand. He was more proud of you yesterday than any time during your cricket <laughs> career. Yeah, uh, he did, and he said, "You know what? That's bigger than anything what you've done today." And yeah, I'm I'm, I'm glad I've made him proud. Yeah, and if one thing comes out of it, let's say we never hear the word banter used to justify this because it's so poor. Yeah, I'm yeah I'm sick of that word to yeah, be honest. Me too. Um, uh, and the the worrying part of it was the panel that came to that conclusion had people of colour on there, uh, a big employment lawyer, uh, a, a highly respected surgeon, and um, Mesba Ahmed, who's CEO of London Tigers and uh, an award-winning community organisation. And he did an article like the day after, standing by that finding. It just shows how big the problem is. Yeah. I mean, just one final question. You, you've, you've been the catalyst for this. You, you know, you prepared to stand up and say this but do you want to carry it forward or as you're just saying you know you have been burnt by this it has been emotionally tough you need some time with your family so are you going to be actively involved are you going to sort of step away you think now from this and what let the process happen and keep an eye on it um i think i'll have a few days with the family maybe a week or two um but i'm not prepared to let this go i think if genuinely i i just feel like if i if I went into the background, these guys will go back to their normal way. Um, and I don't think, as a society, we can allow that anymore. We're in 2021, for God's sakes. Yeah. It's absolutely true. Was, uh, it, 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 some of the stuff that was being said, you'd be shocked in the 70s, let alone now. So, Absolutely. Think, um, Hopefully the select committee have done cricket a favour, you know, because all of us that love cricket don't want to see this ever again. I, I really think if the cricket sees it for what it is, it's a massive opportunity to lead on this. Um, and... I, th- I thank the politicians. I, I really do think that they've done cricket and Yorkshire cricket uh, a favour and given them an opportunity to get it right.
Yeah, we wish you well. We'd love to see you back coaching. We know you've done your badges and that's an option for you, or even playing, as Andy said. So uh, lovely to meet you and uh, all the very best in the future. Thanks, Tim. Thanks so much, Cheers, guys. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.